As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast live recording, episode 84, baby. We are 84 episodes deep in this mofo, and I appreciate all of the love and all the support because we are doing it, we're moving, we've got inertia, we've got momentum. Shout out to Isaac Newton, right, for his laws of physics and his study of science, right? Science is nothing more than hypotheses tested over periods of time, and if you get uh, enough uh, data that seems to have a pattern, you can form a theory. Do you guys know about the, what is it called, the Hippocratic Method? I don't know if that's the right word for it. The Scientific Method. Hippocratic uh, Oath? All right, let's, I don't, I don't, what's Hippocratic Method? Can somebody Google that for me and get back to us? Would greatly appreciate that. Anyway, Welcome. It is November 4th. It is early, the wee hours of the morning on November 4th, 2019. It is Monday, right? Which means Sunday just ended. The Sabbath, for some of you, uh, half just ended. uh, And we are into another week of the year. Halloween is now behind us. The Halloween weekend is now behind us. For everybody that is uh, listening, I hope that you had a good Halloween. If you celebrate All Hallows' Eve... I do hope that it was fun for you and you were able to enjoy the spirits of Halloween uh, and that you're ready to cruise control right into the rest of the holiday season, a.k.a. Thanksgiving, a.k.a. Chanukah, a.k.a. Christmas. Uh, I wonder if Jesus celebrates Hanukkah since he was Jewish. All right. That's such a... All right. Let's do this, guys. Episode 84. As you guys know, I, I like to start off talking about the numbers and numerology. Shout out to my man, Tommy Saunders. He's the first 84 that comes to mind. Tommy and I go way back. Uh, so far back that he did not care to join me on the podcast today. But I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the fact that he did do a podcast with me in the past. You guys should check it out. It was one of the more downloaded episodes. I forget which number i think it was in the low 30s or high 20s when tommy joined me uh we were teammates at the uh, on the missouri tigers he was a fellow wide receiver uh tommy uh, was a very hard worker and so was i so we were uh two peas in a pod we lived together at one point in time Uh, he was a successful receiver for uh, the missouri tigers made a lot of contributions to the team and Went on to uh, have some tryouts and some looks by, if I'm not mistaken, the Detroit Lions before his career ended. Uh, Tommy's just, uh, I remember that he loved to tape his fingers in a very unique way before practice. He had all kinds of tape. I I mentioned Tim Brown last time. I always remember Tim Brown because he he had this unique way that he taped his fingers. Tommy took that and uh, had, had like, he took that concept and put it on steroids Tommy literally would show up to every practice with a different type of taping, sometimes <laughs> tape around every single knuckle. It was like, is this for show 
is this but Tommy the thing about Tommy that I always respected is he he never drank Tommy didn't do drugs he didn't drink uh, and that's something that you got to respect it's it's rare you know that's that's just part of um, doing everything you can to invest in your vessel aka your body which is a big part of what you ply your trade with in the game of football I mean it's all mental it's 99% mental one percent physical in my opinion but that one percent is still very important and uh tommy respected his body uh and uh him and i loved football very much it was all about football for us he was also a walk-on at the university of missouri uh he 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 walked on the year before i got there and walked on and his team the kearney bulldogs played my high school team uh, in the state championship back in 2002, it was the Eureka Wildcats versus the Kearney Bulldogs. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie Friday Night Lights, uh, it was it was a great uh, uh, exemplification or personification of that movie. The Eureka Wildcats, in my opinion, were like the um, Odessa Permian Panthers who made it all the way to the state championship and lost, uh, unfortunately. But uh, Tommy, uh, was a, he was a star of that game. He was a preferred walk-on at Missouri, meaning that they already were looking at him. They weren't ready to necessarily give him a scholarship, but uh, you know they definitely... He was a, what is known as a preferred walk-on, which means, uh, hey, if you can make it happen, we'll give you a chance. As opposed to what I was, just a regular walk-on where... Your job is to be cannon fodder, and no matter what you do, your your job is to get the shit kicked out of you every day until you either quit, break, or um, option three, unknown, right? (laughs) But uh, kudos to Tommy. Uh, A lot of respect for him. Um, Had good hands, and hope he's doing well. Uh, Tommy, I'm mad at you for not tuning into the... I'm, I'm mad at you right now for not joining us on episode 84, bro. You know, can't believe you're you're uh, not making it happen with us. But you know, I'm just uh, nothing but love on my end, Tommy. Hope you're doing well. Say what's up to the parents for me. Um, tell everyone I said hi. Say what's up to Tony's Temple, baby. What's up, Tony? If you're listening, T squared. All right. Uh, Tony used to come over to the house, and uh, Tony, Tony, Tony is a unique character. For you guys that aren't Missouri fans or have no idea, any of the names that I'm dropping, forgive me. I always start off talking about football. It's just because it's so it's so important to me. It's a big part of my life. And uh, anyway, uh, Tony Temple was a big star. He lived at the house with Tommy at one point, and uh, was a good friend. He he's become a friend to me over the years. Very positive. He's always been positive. They've all supported my comedy. Him, Ruck. Uh, by the way, Ruck got back to me. The other day, he responded to my message. I invited him to, to join us on episode 82, and he's like, yo, did you already record, old droid? It's like, yeah, but hey, Ruck, shout out to you, bro. Uh, you're welcome to join the podcast anytime you want. Uh, you know, appreciate all you guys uh, for, you know, for for uh, spotting me, baby. You guys, you guys are, you guys got my back, and uh, it's just like when we were in the weight room, you know? So get that weight up, son. That's what I'm doing, you know? Anyway, uh, happy birthday to my buddy Caleb Medley. Today uh, is his birthday, hashtag 48, baby. Uh, Hope you're having a good time, and uh, hope your chili's hot. Uh, 
Caleb, because mine is scalding right now. I did power cleans today, and I did some plyometrics. I did some snatches, some high pulls, some shrugs. I was feeling strong. I even got it on camera, so I might throw it in a vlog for you guys. A vlog, right? Hey, do you vlog, bro? Yeah, I, I vlog. Uh, I'm starting to vlog a little bit, and I plan on showcasing that to you mofos uh, for you to digest and consume as um, content. Uh, and I think it's very palatable. I think you'll enjoy the aftertaste, and I think that you'll be nourished by my vlogs. Hopefully you're nourished by my podcast. Uh, we are getting close to 10,000 downloads, and it's very exciting for me. I'm very appreciative of it, uh, of the love and the support and the downloads. So we're building momentum, you know, Isaac Newton. We got some momentum, baby. You know, not only do we have inertia, but we are turning up the dial. We are accelerating, which takes force. It takes extra force to accelerate, especially when you're, you know, fighting gravity, which we're all doing. We're all fighting gravity every day. You know, it's a gra it's a battle between us and gravity every day we, when we get out of bed and do these things. So, uh, you guys staying in shape out there? Use allow me to be your spark of momentum if you need it. I'm out here hustling, man. I'm out here freaking hustling, pounding the pavement, making my dreams come true with the help of you. You know, you guys are the wind under my wings, and I love you for it, and I appreciate it. Appreciate all my friends and and fans i dare say right friends i also have fans some people that i haven't met that, that listen and support me and uh you know i listen to the feedback and uh i appreciate all your guys's love and thoughts and everything else so yeah with that said uh where let's 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 give you a little bit of frame of reference talk about football and then go into our normal format so frame of reference today was cool had improv practice with my improv team too nice and unfortunately i missed a lot of football today because we have regular practices on sundays i don't know who orchestrated that but uh something's got to give because uh I'm, I'm not appreciating this luckily the giants are playing tomorrow night monday night football here in new york metlife stadium i'll be there we're playing the cowboys conference game you know no big deal uh, i'll be down there uh, repping the old droid jersey, hashtag 31. Uh, we'll have a good time. Come out, say what's up. I don't know what that means. <laughs> See me in the parking lot, maybe do a little tailgate. All right. Well, do a little tailgate, maybe do a fireball shot. Okay, that's good for the, that's good for staying in shape, you know, it's fireball shots. <sighs> All right. Keeping that chili hot is what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> keeping that esophagus hot with that fireball, right? All right. Uh, what else did I do? So after practice, I came home, worked out, did the explosive day, like I mentioned earlier, and then went off and did two shows in Times Square, did two shows at LOL Comedy Club, family friendly, and then the late show. Each show was different, had a good time, kept it clean for the kids and the family friendly, and then after that, loosened up, loosened up the tie. I freaking wore my peacoat on stage today. I was going to do a joke about the City of Angels and give them a visual reference of pretty much wearing the same like all black trench coat, peacoat thing. And uh, I was planning on doing the joke. Uh, and I got sidetracked and talked about football the whole time because 
there were some dudes in the audience wearing Giants jerseys. One dude was wearing an LT, a.k.a. AKA Lawrence Taylor, a.k.a. number 56, same as Sean Witherspoon. And uh, I started talking to them, and then all of a sudden I realized we had a bunch of fans, a bunch of football fans in the house. People started screaming. I had a Giants hat on. We were connecting, making making platonic love, me and these audience members talking about the Giants. And then we had some Cowboys fans get a little rowdy on us, right? And then I realized there was an elephant in the room, and there was a ton of people screaming out their favorite football team. So I talked about football the whole time, and we basically had a giant orgy when it comes to... Uh, that's a metaphor for we all had a good time. And uh, I talked about football. I had some, some energy on stage. I was excited. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, guys. I was jazzed. I was happy to be doing comedy up there, and we all... I think we all felt it. We felt the energy, baby, you know? So here I am now after uh, coming home and getting in a nice little fight with my ex-girlfriend who still lives with me. I'm in my closet now doing comedy or doing a podcast. Uh, She's sleeping. We're on good terms. Don't worry about us. We're having a good time. Unique sitch there, all right? So talking about, um, you know, I mentioned that I'm going to the game tomorrow night. I'm excited about that. Monday night football. Oh, I think at the end there, I turned that into a Christmas melody. I think I mixed it up by accident. But Monday night football tomorrow night. Very excited about that. Already talked about it. Let's move on. Uh, here's a couple recap in the world of football. The Dolphins finally won a game. The Miami freaking Dolphins won a game today. They beat the Jets. They're both one and seven. Both of these teams are one and seven. I'm thinking about hitting them up. Hey, I might even hit up the Dolphins too. You know, when I hit up the Dolphins, I'll say, Hey, I know a couple of your, uh, previous cheerleaders was wondering if that would get me a tryout by chance. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw a recent loot YouTube video that I uploaded, to my The Droid account. If you haven't checked it out, subscribe. All one word, The Droid. T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. Same as uh, everything else on social media. I'm The Droid everywhere. And uh, I talked about how I met these Miami Dolphins cheerleaders. I'm not going to blow the story for you here. I actually did a podcast on it. I think it was episode 49 or something like that. Scroll back through. Pretty interesting stuff. I talk about my life... uh, I talk a little bit. I give a little bit of lens into my uh, overcoming my fear of women, beautiful women, stuff like that. So I think you guys will uh, get a kick out of both that podcast episode when I went to Miami and met some of these cheerleaders at the one rooftop, the one hotel. Uh, And then I also do a little exposition, if you will, in this more recent video that I put on YouTube. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Feel free to comment, like, subscribe. You know, that's how we do in 2019. Uh, What else? We got... um, Go Jets! All right. Uh, Patriots lost today. How do you guys feel about that? Tom Brady taking it back a notch, you know? That means that the season is no longer going to be undefeated. But we, we remember a couple years ago when the Patriots went into the Super Bowl undefeated and they lost the last game of the year and the only one that matters. So uh, maybe they got that one out of their system. Uh, I, 
It's funny. As soon as somebody like that loses, you, you see these people. There's these people called bandwagon fools that come out out of nowhere when a team wins, starts winning, and then they also drop. They're the same people that will drop that team as soon as they lose. People are already out there like giving up on Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like you, you guys do not know anything about what it takes to be successful in life. You have no idea if if that's how flimsy your loyalty is. When, when people have flimsy loyalty, both good and bad, all it says to me is you have no idea what success is. You've never experienced it. You don't know how difficult it is and how much is required to become successful. Um, speaking of that, it, it would be I, I, I've talked about how I've become a Giants fan. It would be wrong of me to just sit here and all of a sudden switch tracks and be like, yo, Niners, even though I grew up the the biggest diehard Niner fan you could ever be. I got to like deal with my, the fact that I've been giving more love to the giants lately. I got to stick with it. You know, I can't just be switching tracks just because of the Niners are the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. And yes, it pains me to not be able to, uh, identify as a 49ers fan, a diehard one currently, but I am paying attention secretly, you know? So I'm not a bandwagoner. I'm a secret appreciator uh, I see the Niners doing big things uh, but yeah I still want to play for the New York Giants here I'll play for the Jets I'll play for the the Dolphins yeah I'll play for any NFL team out there that'll that'll have me um, so yeah that's pretty much that go Niners <laughs> we'll see if they can uh, it'd be cool to see a Niners Patriots Super Bowl but I digress. Anyway, with that, let's move on to college football. I actually didn't watch much college football this last weekend. Mizzou had a bye week. Uh, let me just say that, uh, you know what, I love my Tigers, but they have really diarrheaed all over themselves in the last two games. I don't know what happened with Vanderbilt and then Kentucky the week after. It's almost like after they lost to Vanderbilt, they said, why don't we just loosen up our bowels and shit all over ourselves. Uh, I love Coach Odom. Um, but, uh, both, you can't be losing to, to either of those teams, you know, and especially you can't, uh, you can't unravel, uh, after the loss to Vanderbilt and just give up. So I know we were in the rain and, uh, I love my Tigers and I'm going to stand by them no matter what, through thick and thin, no matter how many, if there's ever a season in the future where they win zero games or multiple seasons in a row where they win zero games, which I don't think will happen, knock on wood. But if it did, I am the same fan to them as always because I'm a tiger. Tiger blood runs through these veins, guys. And not the kind of tiger blood that runs through Charlie Sheen's uh, veins. Um, I'm not even going to explain that joke. But... Uh, what I can say is my loyalty goes beyond success and failure uh, to anyone, to any. When when you get my loyalty, it's something you can't buy. My loyalty is something that you cannot buy. I am saying that to the universe right now, which makes it more valuable than anything money can buy. Because when you get my loyalty, you get success, okay? Because of the fact that you can't quantify it financially. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but every football team I've ever been a part of has been the best football team they've ever been in the history of their organization while I was there. Uh, that's one of my notches on my belt. Missouri Tigers, Eureka Wildcats, 
uh, in high school, Eureka Wildcats. Uh, well, I guess you can't really in middle school. I can't really count that because uh, being undefeated, there was no playoffs or anything like that. So you can't really quantify. But in high school and college, I can say that and uh, have that feather in my cap. And then in the business world, uh, you know, I was uh, lucky to be with some very successful and intelligent people and be a part of an extremely successful organization. Um, and I, uh, what I'm trying to say is I got the X factor, fool. All right. All right. Enough, enough tooting my own horn. Enough tooting my own horn. So Tommy Saunders, number 84, gave him the shout out. A couple other guys that wore 84, Randy Moss, Shannon Sharp. Uh, I was never a huge Randy Moss fan, but I will not deny that that dude had undeniable talent. Undeniable talent. I don't really have much to say about him. He was a little flashy. Um, kind of a skinny, tall dude that could, uh, he could, he could moss you, as people used to say. Yo, that dude just got mossed. You guys ever hear that term? It's like the Kobe term. Kobe! Uh, if you're a Kobe Bryant fan from the LA Lakers back back in his heyday, Randy Moss and Kobe Bryant, uh, they kind of have similar vibes. They both wore uh, purple and gold colors, and uh, they were both really good at their game. Uh, speaking of purple and gold, shout out to Eureka High School, who wa- who had a bye week this week. So I was wrong. They're playing Sekman next week. I mentioned them last week. They're playing Sekman for the last game of the year. And then, if I'm not mistaken, playoffs start. So November 8th, which is this Friday, is coming up. We get to go into that game fresh. And you want to be winning games in November. That's what uh, Coach Pinkle used to tell us because that's the most important time to be good. That's when you want to have that momentum revved up and you want to have some gas in the tank ready to destroy some mofos in your way, right? Shannon Sharp, number 84, one of my favorites. Hilarious dude, very outspoken, very articulate very intelligent. Uh, I appreciate watching him to this day, actually. Heard he had a great Hall of Fame speech. Watched parts of it. Giving shout-outs to his grandma and his big brother. Uh, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool that his whole life, he, he, he wanted to make his grandma proud. So I'm going to say that I like Shannon Sharp. I think he's got his priorities straight. Uh, they had to deal with a lot of uh, poverty when he was younger. So this dude climbed out of the, the well that Bruce Wayne climbed out of in The Dark Knight Rises, essentially. And uh, I don't know where that analogy came from. Probably not the best analogy, considering uh, that pit in The Dark Knight was more of what hell is. And it sounds like Shane Sharp did have some love in his in his childhood upbringing, as opposed to Bane. So, yes, uh, Shane Sharp is no villain in my book. I did tweet at him recently and didn't respond. He only responds to the haters. I think there's something deeper to that, which is piss on what haters think. Answer my question, Shannon Sharp. I asked you uh, what trait of yours do you think made you most successful in the NFL? I think that's a great question. I think it's a it's an absolutely great question. Stop focusing on the haters. Answer a lover, bro. A platonic lover of yours. Give me some give me some love. I want to know. I want to know what trait you think made you most successful. What the the you know what trade is most required for the NFL as uh, as a dude out there who's uh, getting in shape and testing his limits, baby, at age 32 going on 33. Um, yeah, I think the first thing that made me like Shannon Sharp 
was several years ago when he was still playing in the NFL. It cracked me up. This dude cracked me up. And he still cracks me up on ESPN because he is so articulate and passionate. Him and Michael Irvin, these dudes make me cry because they're so, you know, they have their viewpoint and they just, they, they, they get into it, baby. And it's, it's freaking fun. It's fun to watch. But first thing that made me like uh, Shannon Sharp, had nothing to do with the way he played football. It was It was literally he was being interviewed after a game. I think one of his teammates was being investigated for taking steroids or something. Somebody asked him a question like, did you know so-and-so was, was taking steroids? Shannon Sharp said, no, I did not know that. And then the reporter followed up with a question saying, did you ever assist this person in taking performance-enhancing drugs or steroids? And Shannon Sharp cut him off immediately goes, so I just told you that I did not know he was taking steroids. Therefore, how could I have assisted him in taking these steroids? And he put that reporter in his place. I thought it was hilarious. He was articulate, and it made a lot of sense. He called that fool out, you know, basically saying, okay, you're going to challenge my character? I'm going to challenge yours, fool. I'm going to hold you accountable for your words. You're not going to make me look like an idiot here. And uh, I love that about him. So... That uh, gave me a boner, and uh, yeah. So, what else? Uh, what happened today? Odell Beckham Jr. and his teammate Landry were wearing some unique cleats, and the NFL actually stepped in and said that they needed to change their cleats. So, at halftime, they changed them. I think they were going to eject them from the game. I don't know the consequences specifically, but apparently these guys okayed it previous to this game earlier in the season when they were planning it out with Nike but uh they, I've never seen you gotta like wear your team's colors cleats or like black and white cleats that uh you know that are issued to the team and <clears throat> I didn't know that you can wear other colors so I come on Odell you're too flashy bro this dude was wearing joker cleats it's like bro Halloween is over Actually, I don't know if it was today or last week, but if it was after Halloween, if it really was because I didn't watch football today, if it was after, bro, come on, man. It's too late to be wearing Joker cleats, bro, you know? If Alexa was here right now, I'd ask her. I'd like to know if it was today because if it was today, November, well, yesterday, now, Sunday, November 3rd, if it was on yesterday, dude, that's weird, OBJ. <laughs> that's weird, bro, all right? If you were playing for the Giants, still maybe because it's the Giants colors, but you don't wear blue, red, and orange or whatever it is, or blue and red and white when your team is the Browns and with a joker on your cleat. Your team is not doing well this year, OBJ. If your team is doing well, you, listen, you can't be that audacious on a losing team. Maybe... If you're on a winning team like the Patriots, but you know what's cool about Tom Brady? I don't like everything about him. I really, I actually don't. He's a little bit of a deadbeat for me. His personality is too chill. I don't, I'm not hating. So I'm not, I'm not hating you, Tom Brady. Uh, what I'm saying is if anyone wanted to show off, Tom Brady or somebody on the Patriots could wear Joker cleats. But guess what? They don't. You know why? Because they would let the winning speak for itself. And even if you're a great player making big plays, but you're on a losing team, you can't be wearing Joker cleats. Same with Cam Newton. What the hell are you wearing this uh, grandma outfit for earlier in the season, acting like you're identifying as a woman, uh, Cam Newton? 
All right? And nothing wrong with identifying as a woman, but if you do identify as a woman, let us know, you know? Let us know. Be 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 open and honest with us cuz what you're doing is you're just confusing us with this outfit. You look like a grandma. I don't know if he's still doing that, but my point is when you're on losing teams, don't be wearing all this ridiculous shit. Like trying to boost your brand, your personal brand, and getting your Instagram followers up. You're on a team, guys. You're on a team. All right? Anyway, that's my rant on the NFL. Uh, and I think I could... Now that we're 28 minutes in, I wore number 28 my freshman year. Uh, speaking of number 28, it's a special number at Eureka, Riley Baker. Um, a lot of us wore 28. Tyler Watson wore 28. Um, Jake Richard wore 28. 28's a special number too. So we're 28 minutes in. I think that's a, an appropriate time to stop talking about football, right? Uh, last thing in sports before I move on to what's going on in the world. That's really the beginning of the podcast. Last thing in sports, the Nationals won the World Series, right? Uh, so, you know, the Cardinals got kicked out before the series. Uh, the Yankees got kicked out. So it was the National versus the Astros. Isn't it weird that it already feels like old news? Guess what? I, I don't even care that the Nationals won. I don't care if Houston won or lost. Um, I just, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of, I, I don't really give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> Congratulations to the Nationals. It's a newer team, Washington, D.C., my uh, ex-girlfriend who lives with me. I'm just going to call her Jessica from now on. Uh, and Jekka, that's her nickname, right? Uh, we're on great terms, by the way. We're, we have a great uh, communal situation here. We're, we're, we have a symbiotic relationship in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, and yet we're not in an exclusive. We're not in a relationship. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I think she wants to be, though. All right. What I'm gonna say is, and I and I care about her. All right, let's move on. <laughs> she's happy. She's from D.C. I don't think she's ever been to a Nationals game, but uh, I don't think she watched a single game of the the World Series. I go, hey, the Nationals won. She's like, oh, really? Where are they from? Oh, D.C. Oh, really? Wow, that's exciting. And that was the extent of our conversation. But speaking of uh, earlier, I was talking about Sunshine Patriots, people that come out of the woodwork. I created a YouTube video about my ex roommate. Uh, his name is Colin when we were living in Manhattan Beach, California. Weirdest dude ever. Uh, hypocrite in a lot of ways. Also a, a friend. We're on good terms. I don't know how if it, how he'll feel if he sees that video because I uploaded it to uh, Facebook and uh, he was the one person I hid from being able to see it. <laughs> I, I, I checked to see if we have any mutual friends because I made this video about this guy and I was like, if I'm uploading this to Facebook, I need to make sure that all of our mutual friends and him cannot see it. That's something I usually don't do. Very rare occasions where I actually think about that. But I didn't want to have to, like, ask for his permission to use his image and name and all this other crap. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll come back to haunt me later. But, uh, Colin, uh, hope you're doing well. I, I creeped on your Facebook page to make sure that you didn't see my YouTube video. And while I was there, of course I saw that you've jumped on the bandwagon of the Nationals. Uh, apparently you're living in D.C. now, dude. So um, very interesting stuff. And, uh, yeah, i got to be honest, uh, <clears throat> it doesn't surprise me at all that you have uh, jumped on the bandwagon. Um, you're a Patriots fan, and uh hope you're uh, – maybe there's some balance right now. You, you probably – 
are navigating the highs and lows. You know, just coming off the the Nationals win and now the Patriots losing. I'm sure you had a heart attack today. So I hope that you get whatever medical uh, attention you need to uh, assist you in uh, overcoming this heart attack. Uh, I don't know exactly what medication they give, and it's not a joke. Heart attacks suck, um, and I think all you can really do is, is exercise more. So, Colin, I hope you're exercising more to overcome uh, this heart attack and make sure that you don't have another one. All right? All right. Uh, let's move on to what's going on in the world. I'm going to do my best not to talk for another two hours like I have the last couple episodes. We're 32 minutes in right now. I'm going to do my best. I don't know if I can do it, though, guys. I like to hear myself talk. It feels good when I'm just excreting thoughts, when I'm just taking my mind and putting into this podcast pensive like Dumbledore. Uh, my voice is starting to get scratchy, so my physical capabilities might run out before my desire uh, to excrete this information runs out. And that'll be a, a beautiful thing. It'll be fleeting. It'll be very sexy. <laughs> It'll mean uh, that you guys knew it was more in the tank, and you, you'll always want to know what I left out. But because of the circumstances of my vocal box, I couldn't give it to you. And I'll just leave you wanting more, which is uh, the fleeting beauty of what it is to be human, right? Because uh, we're mortal. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, makes things beautiful is the fact that it doesn't last forever. All right. <laughs> Am I speaking too abstractly? I think you may get what I'm talking about. What I'm trying to say is one of the things that makes something beautiful is like a sunset because... If the sunset was always a sunset, you wouldn't value it as much. But because it only you only get it for a few minutes each day, it makes it more valuable, right? It's a f- because you turn it into something that's finite. That is what makes it value. Time, extremely, extremely valuable, guys. More valuable than money. Time is more valuable than money. As a kid, you don't realize that until you get older and you start knowing how the world works. But um, and I know that what I'm talking about is not funny. It's just wise. I think I've talked about it before on the on the podcast. The richest people out there don't invest in money. They invest in time. Uh, and that's exactly what I'm doing and why I am spending 100% of my time working on comedy and entertainment and what I love because the time is now and there's no, there's no guaranteed for tomorrow. And uh, all you have is the present. And I'm going all out and uh, never been happier, right? Every day that I get to spend fully doing what I love and pursuing what I love is a true blessing. I'm appreciative of it. It takes some, some, uh, I acknowledge that it takes some kahunas and I give it up for my knutsack for going for it. All right, let's move on. Here's the first thing going on in the world. Apparently Mitt Romney has a fake Twitter account that he's been using for years, some Pierre or something. And uh, I think that's hilarious. Mitt Romney uh, going undercover, you know, <laughs> under some some dude's name Pierre. To, for for what reasons? Who knows? Uh, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna admit, admit something myself. Mitt, I'm not hating because I actually have a few fake accounts myself. I have some uh, under the radar. I have an under the radar Facebook account or two. Who knows? Uh, I have an under the radar Instagram account or two. Who knows? I have a under the radar Twitter account or two. Who knows? You just never know. So. Throwing a little bit of mystery in there. Some of you guys may or may not know. Uh, I may just reward you from time to time with a little like slash follow 
from the Phantom behind the opera. And, uh, you know, I, part, part of the reason that I do that is because uh, I'm building my following on social media. So when people follow me, I may not follow them back on my public account, but I might follow, give them that one-for-one one ratio on my private account. So it's me being less of a douche and more of a man of the people by getting them that one-for-one one ratio and showing some, some love, you know what I mean? So Mitt Romney and I, I don't know exactly why you have the fake account, but it sounds like it's possible we have something in common and uh, you kind of look like uh, Pat Grimshaw. I don't know, I get the same vibe, the way you guys smile. I don't know what it is, you guys smile the same. You don't necessarily look the same, but you smile the same. Shout out to Coach Grimshaw there. Uh, him and his brother just do not age, and uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm jealous, right? Moving on. For those of you, there's about one person, there's about a one a thousand chance that you have any idea. You know, I don't know what the statistics are, um, but I'm not even going to go into it. For those of you who get them, that, tre that treats for you right there. All right, what else is going on in the world? Uh, obviously, Trump has pulled the troops from... Um, is it Saudi Arabia? I forget. I forget. Anyway, my buddy's from Saudi Arabia. I wanted to talk to him to see what his thoughts are on this entire whole... The Kurds, right? He was pulling on... I wanted to see what his thoughts are because uh, he's a good dude. Uh, he's not in ISIS, right? He's, uh, he's an American. Uh, grew up Muslim. Family's from Saudi Arabia. And we've had a lot of deep talks about all this stuff. You know, and uh, not gonna mention his name, uh, but uh, cool dude happens to he may or may not have Mohammed, I don't know, as a part of his name. <laughs> uh, very cool dude. That's not a joke, actually. And uh, apparently, his family is moving from Syria to Turkey, and uh, I think that that's pretty cool. Uh, he said that Turkey's cool. It's a beautiful place. Never been. Met a girl this weekend, actually. Uh, her, her family is from Turkey. I was walking through Port Authority subway. Came across these two girls that looked like they needed help. I said, do you guys need some help? And found out she had really nice teeth, by the way. I would have thought she was going to be a dentist, but I was wrong. She's going to be an ophthalmologist. She's going to be an eye doctor. She's studying right now, a student. Very pretty girl, very nice. And uh, we exchanged Instagrams. And uh, she said that she's going to be studying for an exam, and she's going to be studying uh, eyes, like flashing, putting those lights in people's eyes. I was like, hey, you need a volunteer? She's like, I might have to take you up on that. So I was like, great. So she thanked me for giving her directions for where her and her friend needed to go. We exchanged Instagram accounts, talked about Turkey, told her she's pretty, went back and forth on Instagram, you know, said, hey, if you need that uh, volunteer for the eye stuff, let me know. She also asked me when we were a person when my next show is and if I had any shows this weekend because her friend was in town she wanted to see maybe about coming to a show and uh, you know I hit her up about that guess what as I go to res as I go to send her a message or check and see if she responded I find out the message no longer exists in my DMs apparently she blocked me I was not being a creep at all which leads me to a conclusion right this is a hypothesis with data to back it up uh, not just this but uh, I've had a few experiments on this Younger girls do not always say what they mean. You can't... I'm, I'm realizing as I get older, you know, younger girls, 18 to 20, low 20s, they, you don't actually ever know where you stand. You shouldn't even try to figure it out if they're not willing to communicate with you openly and honestly. 
I've noticed that about younger girls. Uh, and I don't appreciate it. I don't respect it, but I also understand that uh, you're not mature. No, okay, that's mean. All right. But what the heck, you know, just... We, we had a very nice interaction. I wasn't creeping. I didn't ask for anything crazy. In fact, I was less of a creep than I was when I was younger and I had success, you know? So <laughs> I'm getting punished for being, like, not creepy. Uh, completely just talked about the things that we talked about that she seemed up for. She was smiling through her teeth and apparently didn't know how to tell me, didn't want to interact. So I'm actually upset and uh, it makes me... Uh, less likely to visit Turkey in the future, all right? <laughs> now I'm going to go visit uh, Turkey at some point. I think it'd be great. Turkey and Greece. All right, stupid joke. Uh, yeah, so that is what we've got. That's what the world's coming to, is girls ghosting you after you try to help them out and do something nice. Did anybody get ghosted on Halloween? All right. China and Le LeBron James. I, so some of these things that I'm going to talk about real quickly, I'm going to kind of run through some of these updates. I actually don't fully know about them, so I'm just going to give you the opinion based on what I do know or what I think, and if you guys find it interesting, go check it out. I heard that LeBron James uh, has been getting a little bit of crossfire from some people, at least recently, for being a little outspoken in his uh, opinions on China. Apparently, LeBron was defending the socialist government over there, or communists, whatever they are, uh, kind of like, uh, kind of like, like sticking up for the government rather than the youthful uh, generation that's kind of protesting the government. The the younger generation in China wants more of a democracy, and the government obviously wants to preserve their socialist slash communist government. And LeBron was sticking up for the government, like, yo, what the. Frick, LeBron. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I don't even know exactly what he said, but it made me laugh when I heard that. It's like, this dude is loose, bro. <laughs> you know, this dude doesn't this dude doesn't care, and I, I want to know how he came up with those opinions. <laughs> this dude is de detached, you know what I mean? I saw, I saw a couple videos of LeBron <laughs> on, like, his social media. Someone said, I mean, he just seems like he's in a different world, you know? Like, this dude lives... <laughs> He doesn't live on Earth, I don't think. Uh, which makes sense, because he's going to be in Space Jam 2, and he probably went into outer space and never came back filming that movie. That probably explains the situation. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff, LeBron James. Never have I been uh, a huge fan of yours. I'm not a hater. Uh, it's kind of how I view Tom Brady. I respect you guys for your, your athletic greatness, but I don't necessarily... I'm not in love with you guys. You know what I mean? I'm just not in love. I don't know how to explain it. Never have been. And uh, I don't know. It's weird. Nevertheless, uh, let's move on to the next story. McDonald's CEO in trouble for consensual relationship with an employee. Okay, now we're getting in trouble for consent. Huh? Now he's in trouble because it went against the handbook, apparently. According to McDonald's and the corporate policy, you're not allowed to be in consensual relationships maybe uh, as a person in his position i don't know what level that employee was on but frankly i don't think it should matter i mean love is love right can't you you should be allowed to pursue love just like jeff bezos from amazon you know cheating on his wife no that that's a joke i i don't respect cheaters 
Uh, cheaters never win and winners never cheat. I learned that in sixth grade in gym class. Um, different type of cheating there, but both of them are cheating. And uh, Jeff Bezos, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to uh, use your forehead as uh, a reflector of light when I'm doing um, my podcast. Uh, if we could just get a, a like, if you, if Jeff Bezos was here right now, I would use his forehead to reflect light onto me when I'm recording so that I could get the lighting just right because he's got a very shiny scalp and uh, that's about all I can say about that, you know? Uh, let's give it up for girls. Let's give it up for girls out there who don't judge you based on your scalp and whether or not you have hair and they just judge you based on whether or not you have money. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate that. Some standards is what they have, guys. Uh... Anyway, I was joking, if you can't tell. All right. Uh, interest rates are falling. This is the next story that I think is worth mentioning as far as what's going on in the world. It's wreaking havoc for the U.S. pension system. Scary, guys. So if you have a pension, uh, beware that the interest rates falling is creating some fear in this category. Uh, for whatever reason, um, interest rates falling. You know, there's always a trade-off. Benefits and drawbacks, right? Uh, benefits, you could potentially get a better interest rate if you're buying a house or anything else, big purchase where you're buying on interest. Um, drawback wreaks havoc for the US pension system. Uh, I'm sure there's some other drawbacks as well. Uh, our, our economy right now, interesting stuff. Uh, stocks seem to be doing well, in fact, my portfolio continues to grow and I'm not even working right now. Uh, humble brag, I'm not gonna say what it is, but uh, all I will say is my net worth is positive. And for that I'm jazzed and I recommend it to everybody else out there. Work your ass off, make your net worth positive, make that motherfucker grow without sacrificing thine integrity. But uh, it is possible. Um, get yourself out of debt, pay off those loans, whatever they are. I heard somebody on the subway today talking about how they don't know when they're going to pay off their student loans. And I, I was like, yo, that's, I think it didn't seem possible for them to the way they were talking to them. I was like, yo, you got to do that, man. Pay off those freaking loans, get out of debt, you know, because once you're out, you can make money faster when you have a, a positive net worth. Right. So um, I know it sounds easier said than done, but I've done it myself. And uh, I was definitely in debt after college and uh, worked my anus off. And uh, it is possible. No excuses is the way you have to look at it. Look, rather than looking at yourself as a victim, you got to say, what do I need to do to make this shit happen? Figure it out and go do it. All right. I'm going to make a YouTube video on personal finance, I think. Maybe a little funny, but also educational and uh, speaking from personal experience. So if you want to check that out, follow follow my YouTube channel, The Droid, and we can have a circle jerk. What else? Uh, stocks seem fine. The S&P 500 is higher right now than it's ever been. What I mean by that for the non-finance people out there is that our stock market, I, I haven't looked at the Dow Jones or any other indexes, but... S&P 500 is a pretty good gauge of the U.S. economy, uh, or at least the U.S. market, I should say. And for it to be higher right now than it's ever been, 
that makes me a little nervous because uh, it might mean that the market may reset, meaning that there could be a, a, a drop where the market corrects itself. Um, I was telling you guys not long ago that Warren Buffett was worried worried about a recession and he was taking a bunch of cash out and now apparently that he's got a ton of cash out uh, over a hundred million dollars in cash just sitting in a mattress he's ready to make an elephant sized acquisition so that means he must believe that the economy is going into a good place if he's willing to reinvest and that is encouraging. So, I mean, I don't think anyone out there should make decisions based off just what Warren Buffett is doing, but it is a good indicator based on his knowledge of the game. You know, his, his sport is just like my sport of football and comedy. Uh, he's very aware. He's experienced season. So, I mean, something to think about. If he's looking to make a big uh, acquisition and it's not just fluff, which I don't, he's, he doesn't seem like a fluff type guy, uh, I'm guessing that that's a good sign and uh, something to think about. So apparently is he liquidated some assets and now he's looking to non-liquidate them. And uh, you're confusing me, Warren Buffett, Mr. Buffett, by uh, changing your mind, but maybe you have new info that causes you to want to uh, put some money down, right? So, yeah. Is your guys' net worth positive or negative? If you have any questions about what you can do to get out of debt, feel free. This is not... Uh, I could talk about it on the podcast, but uh, things that you can do to make your net worth grow, all these things, happy to discuss from personal experience. I'm not going to go... Uh, I don't know, maybe I'll bring an investor uh, onto the show sometime. We can talk about finance. I don't know. Either way, feel free to share feedback on that. And uh, let's move on. We're going to start kind of blending out of what's going on in the, in the real world. Well, fuck it. Let's just keep moving here. A couple celebrity updates. Harvey Weinstein was at a comedy show here in New York recently, and there was a woman on stage while he was performing. She called him out, and uh, it was interesting. Um you could tell that she uh, had some strong feelings, which I have strong negative feelings toward him. I think anyone should have negative, strong feelings toward Harvey Weinstein. Uh, let me make it very clear that I know I've Harvey Weinstein and I, you know, guys like Louis C.K. are in completely different categories, in my opinion. Uh, Louis uh, is redeemable in my in my category. Harvey Weinstein, not redeemable. What he did was flat out wrong, scary, disgusting. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He should be in jail. I don't know why he's going to comedy shows here in New York, but I stand with that woman for barking back at him. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Nikki Glaser was sticking up for him. I saw that on Twitter. And uh, if you guys have you guys checked out her new Netflix special, by the way? She's a St. Louis comedian doing big things. Yeah, she uh, she was nice enough to respond to a message I sent her last year. I saw her at the Comedy Cellar. She responded when I reached out. So, you know, I appreciated that. Uh, got, uh, she was She's done big things. Tommy Jonigan from St. Louis, done big things. There's a good scene from STL, but they're probably the two biggest names in, in stand-up comedy, per se, that's come from St. Louis. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Cowboys running back is from St. Louis, one of the highest paid dudes in the NFL right now. He'll be at the game tomorrow night. 
So right now, I think I'm just giving shout-outs to successful people from the Lou, Nelly, Furtado, not Nelly Furtado, Nelly uh, the rapper, STL, used to live uh, near uh, nearby where I uh, lived. He has a house there, Hidden Valley, uh, owned by one of my buddy's families, uh, the Hidden Valley uh, Ski Resort and Golf, right next to Nelly's crib. Uh, anyway... What were we talking about? Harvey Weinstein. All right, get the heaven out of here, brah. All right, here's another celebrity update. Kim Kardashian gained 18 pounds in the last year. Hey, guess what, guys? Who cares? Because I don't. It's called being human. All right? Moving on to the next update. Kanye West. This guy intrigues me, guys. This dude truly is a fascinating. Him and Donald Trump are marketing gurus. I think that both of them, when they say any publicity is good publicity, these two guys operate by this, and it works for them. I, myself, don't really care to burn the candle on both ends uh, and uh, you know, actively just like seek out negative publicity, but those two dudes have, have mastered the art, uh, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Not really sure. I think Donald Trump is the funniest comedian out there right now. Uh, he makes me laugh harder than most, if not all, comedians currently in the game. And I don't think he's trying to be funny. Um, nevertheless, Kanye West released a new album recently called Jesus is King. And uh, very interesting, right? Kanye West is going through this metamorphosis, a full circle metamorphosis. He had a song in the past called Jesus Walks, and then he made songs like Gold Digger, right? And I'm a monster, right? And it's like he's uh, done a full circle uh, experience, uh, back to uh, feeling pretty spiritual and religious and outright uh, announcing that Jesus is his, his uh, boss, right? And uh, I watched this video... It was about an hour-long thing on YouTube, actually. I, f I wish I could tell you who was running the interview, but it was it came out after the album. They were talking about the album, all this stuff, and this transformation that's happened spiritually for Kanye. Super interesting. I listened to part of the, parts of his new album on Spotify. Uh, a lot of it is very just outright preachy in some ways, you know, talking about just, just like quoting certain parts of the Bible. Uh, and I'll be honest, I am very intrigued. A lot of it I like. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with everything that comes out of Kanye's mouth, and I don't agree with it, anything that comes out of anybody's mouth, including my own. I don't necessarily always agree with everything that I've said. Um, sometimes I, I say something in the moment, and then I realize that made no sense later. What I meant to say was this. Sometimes what I intend to say doesn't come out as crisp and clear retroactively. Listening from an objective perspective is what was in my head. So I think that's, uh, I, I, I hate to compare myself to uh, Trump or Kanye, but I will say that I think both of them also do the same. Uh, I like to think that I'm a little bit more humble and, and, and objective, but saying that I'm more humble is kind of a cocky thing to say. So that's not good. I like to think I'm more objective and uh, thinking external to myself, but... Uh, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. Uh, 
nevertheless, Kanye, uh, definitely interesting. Check out some of these uh, interviews. He has some very insightful, intelligent, and unique ways of looking at things that make a lot of sense to me. Uh, he believes that... Uh, um, believes a lot of stuff. I'm not going to just start rattling it all off, but um, it's very interesting. I, 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 I will say that he's a very interesting character. Um, he interests me more than a lot of, a lot of stuff. And, uh, I, I, I can respect that, I guess you could say. All right, let's move on to a couple more updates. There was a gender reveal that killed a woman recently, I heard. I don't know if that's true, uh, but I heard about that. So if that's the case, that's horrendous. It's, uh... The only this is not even a joke, but the only thing that makes me think of it's like when when one life comes into this world, one life leaves, and it's ironic that it happened, you know, based on based on that. And that's terrible. It's I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, what else? Uh, another update is people are bonding with robots now, like animals. So apparently, there's people out there that are bonding with robots the way that they bond with animals, which is interesting for the future because robots continue to become more and more advanced. We've all seen movies. Will robots ever become a threat to us in any way? Only time will tell, but I've always recommended treating Alexa with respect. You never know if she will be your boss someday. And uh, I think it's always good to be. It's like when you're an You know, it's like when you work at a company, you want to be nice to everybody, not just the people that are equals on the totem pole not just people that are above you but also people that are below you on the totem pole like alexa because you never know she may become your boss someday it's just a smart and wise thing to do now it doesn't mean you need to kiss ass but here's here's the way i look at it you can risk i think it's good to respect everybody regardless of any other reasons not just to invest in good karma it's just the right thing to do we're all human beings everything deserves respect every in my opinion, life deserves respect, right? Whether you like someone, whether you don't, um, you should respect your enemies. You should respect your friends, your fan, you know, family. You should respect, you know, respect animals, respect um, your opponents, right? It's just a part of uh, the whole deal. Treat Alexa with respect is what I'm trying to say. And I'm really talking to myself more than anything because sometimes I get a little rude with her. I cut her off, you know, when she talks too much. It's like, Mike, let her finish, bruh, you know? Let her finish what she's trying to say. Uh, anyway, anybody see uh, The Joker? I talked about it last week. Halloween was last week. Definitely interesting. Um, I wrote a couple Joker jokes. One of my friends, first of all, I told him to go see The Joker, and he comes back and he texts me afterwards and he goes oh i see why you wanted me to to see the joker you're basically like the joker dude you know i was like what <laughs> he's like you're a struggling comedian and uh you're a psychopath <laughs> so he was being funny uh he thought it would be funny if i uh got on stage dressed as a joke as the joker before halloween at one of my shows and just started laughing into the microphone like he did when he was at Dangerfield. Just get up on stage dressed up as the Joker and be like, <laughs> um, I didn't do it, but uh, it was an interesting suggestion. And it did make me giggle. I actually talked to 
I did. I talked about it on stage, and people laughed at the idea. If I didn't actually have to do it to get the laugh, I just was able to talk about it, and people giggled. So, um, did you guys dress up for Halloween? Uh, it was fun. Went out Greenwich Village, West Village had a big Halloween parade. There was seemed like millions of people there. I don't know, but definitely cool to see everyone out having a good time dressed up. There was a lot of security. Uh, Jessica, I went with Jessica, and she was actually kind of scared because they were worried that there might be a terrorist attack, uh, especially because of the leader of ISIS recently being captured or killed. Plus, uh, there was some anniversary of something and just a, a higher alert on public safety. But I said, can't let fear win, you know? Can't let fear win on Halloween or ever, right? When you let fear win, that's when the terrorists win. Um, things only have as much power as you give them, and people that prey on fear only have the power uh, that you allow your fear uh, to influence your decision-making uh, based on playing it safe. So keep that in mind, guys, that fear is not real. Uh, the emotion may be real, but giving into it. The only time um, fear becomes uh, negative which is the root of evil, uh, is when you allow the fear to influence your decision-making. When you, when you give it, you, if you change your decision, give into it, that is when you're giving it power, right? It's okay. Everyone's got fear um, from time to time. It's how you react to it. Do you face it or do you concede and, and bend the knee to fear? Right, if you face it head on and look it straight in the fucking eyes, then uh, and you tackle it, you know, head on, then it uh, it diminishes the the, the power of that. So, um, Will Smith uh, had a good uh, statement in some of his Facebook videos that he made recently, where he he feels that fear, a lot of terrible things have been done in the name of fear, or or because of fear in this world and history. A lot of great things to be done because of love. Uh, those are the two great forces, which I've always believed. So Will Smith and I definitely are on the same page with that. And uh, one of the things that he wanted to do was tackle a bunch of his fears to overcome them. And uh, one of the things that he did was swim with sharks. And uh, thought that was pretty boss. Sharks are pretty scary. Can't see them. It's the unknown. Um, you know, and sharks prey on fear. They're predators, you know. So that's uh, maybe I should have been a shark for Halloween. Anyway, uh, did you guys rotate the crops? I watched a couple of Halloween movies. There was a 2018 Halloween movie that came out with Michael Myers. I gotta be honest, I was watching it on Halloween night, and as soon as midnight was over, I, got, I lost interest in the movie, and I just <laughs> turned it off. I didn't care anymore. How weird is that? Uh, it doesn't doesn't scare me. I don't know. I'm not trying to puff my chest over here. Uh, I just think it's... I don't know. Whatever. Star Wars is coming out. Here's a cool update. We got the Star Wars is coming out soon. Definitely excited to see the final episode. Apparently they're having another deal on Disney Plus where they're making an offshoot show about a bounty hunter that takes place in the Star Wars universe. My friend Brian Patrick Kelly told me about that. Uh... And uh, I think it'll be interesting. I'll have to take a gander and see what see what up with that. You know, anything else going on? Black Friday's coming up. You guys got any uh, 
any purchases you're looking to acquire? Any, uh, hey, maybe uh, Warren Buffett can buy uh, some big giant business on Black Friday at a discount. That'd be kind of a funny little joke if the stock market went down on Black Friday and uh, somebody bought a business at a much lower price, I would say quite a double entendre. Um, any gamers out there? Maybe buy some video games. Apparently there's a cross-platform gaming now between Xbox and PS4. One of my buddies wants to play some game with them, so that's why I know that. I just don't have the time, guys. I don't have the time. I can't do it all, you know? I'm gonna... I'm, I'm feeling myself getting tired right now, and I can't believe that we're already an hour in. Um, anyway, uh, that's that. Uh, we're closing out on some of these updates here. HBO's The Apollo, I saw this news headline, the story of how black America lifted itself through music. Definitely interested in this. The Apollo Theater, uh, haven't performed there. I've got friends that have. Um, and I think it's very interesting um, to, to look into that. I plan to check that out on HBO. I am uh, definitely intrigued, and uh, jazz is a big part of that history. And uh, I don't know what else to say other than it's. I, I think it's cool. I think it's definitely something to be educated on, and I look forward to checking that out. Uh, I saw another headline, last headline in my worldly updates. Michael Jackson lookalike urged to get DNA tests to prove he's not the real deal. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? I looked at the picture. I don't think it looks like him. But you never know, right? I think I told you guys a while back that I have a friend that knows the person who... Uh, she knows Wade from the... Uh, Finding Neverland documentary. Uh, I guess her boyfriend was friends with him. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to bring all this crap up. Let's just not even talk about it. But let me just say that for the umpteenth time, I personally don't really know whatever happened. But it truly is a terrible. It just hurts my heart. It hurts my heart to think about um, if he if he did do those things. It, it just it pains me hurts my heart and uh i don't know i don't know what else to say anyway what's going on in the world of comedy section two of the episode 84 michael oldroyd comedy podcast uh kristen stewart hosted saturday night live this last weekend didn't watch it was it good i don't know hopefully she's the guy who cheated on edward the uh her boyfriend that she met in um what's it what was it the the vampire movies the twilight yeah so yeah it's an interesting deal you know Kristen stewart hosting saturday night live making a comeback who knows um michael che got some backlash apparently um for some sexist and ageist comments during weekend update hey guys guess what who cares because i don't you know who cares it he uh i don't know Kevin Hart does his first interview post-car crash. That's great to see. He's coming back, getting stronger. Um, yeah, I, I, I love to see that. You know, We all love comeback. We all love comebacks. 
because we see our we see ourselves in some of these figures that we appreciate and follow to what level it's a subjective thing to each of us it's it's our own but we want to see the the people that we're fans of we want to see them succeed because we see ourselves in them you know so maybe some of you guys out there see yourself in me and guess what I appreciate that. I don't. I don't know what to say about that other than I think it's freaking awesome, if that's true, and uh, if I can inspire hope in any way for you, let me do it because I got a lot of hope. I got a lot of. Ho- I have a large reservoir of hope, love, uh, happiness, um, the feelings of uh, being thankful to have a purpose-filled life where I feel like I'm on a mission. Uh, I'm, a, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a heaven-sent mission, yo. I'm on a heaven-sent mission, and I feel it in my, in my soul, baby. So if that can give you any sort of assistance, latch on, baby. Latch on. Hallelujah. You know? Uh, what else? Louis C.K. looks to accelerate comeback according to a YooHoo article. Or sorry, Yahoo. Let me just say he—he's looking to accelerate a comeback, according, uh, as opposed to what? What do you expect him to do, guys? Just give up and die? Like, have you ever heard of forgiveness? I mean, come on. I forgive you. Go to heaven, Louis. All right, it's not my place to do that in this scenario, um, but I think he—he's apologizing. I think he's extremely skilled. The world's missing out on his talent. And, uh, you know, right your wrongs, move forward, keep uh, making the world, keep enriching the world through your through your art, <clears throat> in my opinion. I want to see Louis make some more stuff. I've seen him once in person at the Comedy Cellar. I, saw, I, I mean, I've watched him perform live in St. Louis at the Fox. Guys, I think it's getting <laughs> close to... My voice running out, like I told you, was. <coughs> I think I'm losing my voice over here. So let's let's start wrapping things up. I'll move on to what's going on in my world of comedy. I ran into Sarah Silverman last week. That's pretty cool, right? Ran into Sarah Silverman randomly down by NYU area, Astor Place ish. Right, I was leaving a show. It was my buddy Keith Collins. He uh, was headlining this. Uh, theater near um new york comedy club east village and i was walking to the subway and i was looking at my phone just chilling casual and i look up and someone was kind of walking my direction doing the same kind of slow you could see the just kind of reading tweets or whatever she was reading i was doing the same and then uh, i saw her and i was like holy shit that's sarah silverman it's like sarah or i think i said sarah or hi sarah i think i said sarah <laughs> it was just like came out of my mouth as we were passing each other and she looked at me and she's like oh hi you know she doesn't we don't know each other she doesn't know me i should say or does she you never know maybe she uh maybe she does know me i don't know but um we haven't been introduced to each other and uh i didn't know what to say i, I didn't get the vibe she wanted to like sit down and have a conversation so i didn't want to press that all i did was say i, I said what i that was appropriate as I was walking away there I just said you're awesome and she said thanks so you know when you meet somebody here's the thing about fame let me let me let me state something that I think is important 
I think that one of the things that would suck about being famous is people always want something. They feel like they can, you're, you know, they, they're naturally, there's a part of them that knows you can help them. So you either like hope that that person will help you somehow, um, or you try to get them to help you somehow. And then there's also a part of me as a human being that also cares about that person, you know, uh, even though I don't know her, I care about everyone, right? I care about her well-being. Uh, I, I, I don't want to be a burden on her. I don't want to bother her. So you get those like two sides that are kind of like battling in your head when you meet someone like that. There's a part of me that's like, oh, I want to tell her. I want to like regurgitate just like a lot of words at her right now. I want to tell her that I thought I saw her growing up. She was an influence in comedy. I think she's hilarious. Uh, you know, had a, you know, she was, a, you know, just think that she's awesome. I, I kind of encapsulated it with the you're awesome part, right? So that's the one side of the brain that's working. Then the other side of the brain is Sarah Silverman. Uh, hey, you know how you helped out Pete Holmes in that TV show? Could you do that for me in real life, you know? <laughs> Maybe get me a job as a uh, TV warm-up uh, comedian for one of these late-night shows or one of these shows that, uh, you know, that could change my life. But... I obviously didn't ask for that. That would be a little bit ridiculous. Um, but there was a part of me that did naturally like wanted that, like wanted to see if she could help me in comedy, right? Uh, told that to my buddy, and he's like, yeah, well, what can you offer her, right? Well, I, I don't know what I can offer her other than being a friendship, which is something I could offer to anybody, right? You can always be a friend, right? So can always be a friend and that's enough that should be enough right is being friend the, the people that you're friends with um you know yeah i don't know be interesting and if for some reason sarah silverman was attracted to me then we could figure other ways you know but that's uh it's neither here nor there that's for her to decide <laughs> Uh, what else is going on in the world of comedy or my world of comedy? I did enroll in a, I've enrolled officially in my first Academy UCB level class with uh, Alex Dixon. I've heard great things about her. So that starts on my birthday, which is this Wednesday. It'll be the first class from three to 6 PM in the afternoon and, uh, looking forward to kick, kicking that off. Um, I have a show that night, uh, so really on my birthday, most of the day will be dedicated to doing comedy. The rest will just be me refreshing my Facebook, looking for as many happy birthday posts as I can possibly get, you know? <laughs> so turning 33, baby. 33 is a cool number. You know, you know how I am with the number three, uh, three is uh the high school football number that i wore and uh 33 was the year that jesus died so 33 is an interesting number a lot of a lot of interest a lot of famous people die at the age of 33 okay i don't know if it's a lot of people but a couple people that come to mind chris farley died at age 33 uh, i think 
Bruce Lee died at 33. 33, I guess you can get a lot done in 33 years. I've lived a whole life, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, just thankful for the 33 years that I have been given. We talked about the value of time. 33 years, guys. I've filled it with as much of life as I possibly could, trying to extract every amount of life out of, you know, fill my days with as much... uh, yeah, it's crazy. I wonder what St. Pete has on me, you know, up in the archives, you know, in these 33 years that I've had. Quite a bit. I feel like there's a pretty pretty thick novel on Michael Oldroyd uh, in the archives uh, up there. And, uh, you know, just uh, all I can say is I'm, I'm thankful for, for, for everything. You know, I'm, I'm happy. Gratitude is a big part of happiness. And it's important to sit back and think about the things that you're thankful for. Marcus Aurelius said, A wise man is a person who thinks about and is thankful for the things that they have rather than worrying about the things that they do not. And I appreciate that, Marcus Aurelius. I try to focus on that. And luckily, it's not that hard because I, I've i been blessed, bruh. I've been hashtag blessed. And uh, gratitude is also a big part of happiness itself. So people out there that are looking for happiness, uh, true happiness, a big part of it is within yourself already and and learning to realize that you have so much already, you know? So that's a little bit of my spiel uh, going into my birthday. I'm treating myself to a nice little gift. I'm actually getting myself da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm getting a drone, guys. I bought myself a drone, this little tiny drone. It's a DJI Mavic Mini. Anyway, Casey Nasteet, or I forget, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's a big YouTuber. Watched this video of him testing this little tiny drone and uh, sold me on it. There should have been a place for me to like type in a code for for him so he could get a piece of that change because uh, he sold me on it. And I'm very excited to get this little drone and use it for my vlogging, my vlogging. I think it'll add a little bit of spice. Uh, so it's good to treat yourself, you know, uh, especially on your birthday. A couple years ago, I bought myself a flashlight. Very exciting when it came in the mail. Figured I'd turn the dial up a little bit and move on to a, a drone this year. And uh, pre-ordered that son of a gun. And, uh, yeah, the flashlight was, was fun. I don't know if I ever told you guys about that, but I've never gotten a boner over an inanimate object before. I remember when the fl- I ordered the flashlight like a couple of weeks before my birthday and it somehow magically arrived on my birthday. It was, it was like fate, you know? And I remember getting very excited, opening the box and just getting a boner as I was opening the box, the flashlight, as I was opening the box, I got excited, no pun intended. And, uh... It was an interesting feeling to have, you know, getting excited and getting a boner over a, over a flashlight. Um, but you know what? Masturbation. Healthy stuff. I heard that uh, it's healthy for your brain and probably other parts of your, your uh, everything. But uh, watch this video on the female orgasm on that show Explained on Netflix today. Very interesting stuff, the female orgasm. We're talking about masturbation for women and the orgasm. I got to say that I'm pretty damn good when it comes to 
uh, given chicks orgasms. I've really mastered the art. Uh, there was a move that I invented. Uh, I should say I discovered it. I didn't invent it. I discovered it. And I talk about it in my comedy special about how to go down on a girl and how uh, pure love and pure lust led me to learning how to basically blow up the vagina like it's a little baboon fat ass uh, by sucking on the... All right, this is a little... Um, it's a little graphic, I apologize. Just, you know, maybe watch my comedy special uh, in Kansas City and see my closing joke to, to, to learn more about that. It is a real thing. And uh, unfortunately, when I do it to my fleshlight, it doesn't have the same effect. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? I'm making YouTube videos, making more YouTube videos. Definitely, it's worth following me the droid once again t-h-e-d-r-o-y-d all one word subscribe uh i'm very excited i put out a couple videos i have more coming i filmed some we're, we're editing right now it's in post-production uh i'm inspired you know and i've been vlogging i've been accumulating content uh you know i got that apparatus for my phone uh, the what do they call it the, the gamble the gimbal thing that like keeps your phone level was filming a ton of stuff today walking to and from practice to and from the shows times square all this stuff making content for instagram youtube other stuff guys the momentum is 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 uh, the fire rises as bane says in uh the dark night rises right the fire rises all right <laughs> all right uh continuing to get in shape it's motivating. That's also motivating me to vlog more. I'm I'm getting more energy. I'm vlogging. I'm I'm vlogging parts of my workouts now. Uh, here's a cool thing. Uh, I got a now I the high the highest follower I have on Instagram now is that Nathan guy. I forget his last name, but he was he's in he's one of the guys on Good Morning Football. The guy I told you guys. I met him a couple weeks ago when I went to the TV show. He has a hundred and something thousand followers. Hey, he follows me. So that gave me a big boner when I found that out. Um, and it's crazy. You know, it, what's crazy is how this business is somewhat intertwined. You know, uh, they say that the it gets smaller, this world gets smaller and smaller as you get closer and closer to the top. But when I see people that are having successful, successful professions and I like connect with them, I see that they're like connected with other people that I know uh, you know, like on social media, which I realized, wow, they know each other. That's crazy. It's a small world. Um, you know, like, you know, people that I met at the New York Stock Exchange, uh, when my buddy took me there, I see that they're connected with other people in the, in the journalism world. Uh, guys like Wally, who's up in Boston, shout out to Wally, people like Austin Huff, you know, there was people at the Good Morning Football that knew Austin Huff, you know, and it's just funny how the sports world, the journalism world from Mizzou, um, the success, you know, there, there's, there's connections here, and I'm kind of, the longer I'm in New York, the more those things kind of, that fruit becomes more and more ripe, and uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm doing it, baby. We're, we're doing it out here, son, you know, like. Shit's harvesting, bruh. You know what I mean? Speaking of shit's harvesting, did you guys see that movie Up in the Clouds with Keanu Reeves back from the mid-90s? 95, I think. I stumbled upon that the other day. 
and I watched it. And I watched a chick flick by myself, right? Jessica was sleeping, and I stayed up till like four in the morning watching, <laughs> watching this movie up in the clouds with Keanu Reeves. And I guess what made me think of that is the, the vineyards that uh, that they lived on, and you know, harvests harvest. Keanu Reeves just plays a good guy, man. I feel like he just plays himself and everything. And he's one person I'd love to meet, work with, have lunch with, be friends with. He just—he seems awesome. He's—he funds children hospitals secretly. Um, they're making another Matrix. I mean, yo, Keanu, fuck yeah, dude. Love you, bro. I definitely want to meet you. If I—if I see you in the street, I'll probably say Keanu. And then if you're like, yeah, I'll probably be like, you're awesome. He'll probably be like, thanks. <laughs> and I'll be like, shit, that was the same interacting interaction I had with Sarah Jessica. Why did I just say I meant Sarah Silverman. Holy shist. I did watch Hocus Pocus, speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, before Halloween. And uh, she reminds me of Jessica in a lot of ways. It was fun. Hocus Pocus is fun. You know? thought about being the Sanderson sisters. but All right, I, I know I'm rambling, but I'm having fun. I, 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 you know what I'm excited about, guys? This podcast I don't think is going to last two hours. We're gonna be close to 1:30, hopefully, and then we can knock it out. So, uh, yeah, I mentioned Austin Huff. I think I missed. I mentioned him often now. Check him out. He's doing a lot of stuff. Excited for his success. Uh, he's working, working his butt off, making content. Also, his radio stuff. Working for ESPN in St. Louis. I'm going home for Christmas, so Austin. Uh, I know that last year when I was home around Christmas time, we tried doing, I was going to do comedy at that, that candy shop. There was like some candy, like Santa's like candy shop in St. Charles. Austin came to watch me. My buddy Paul came to watch me. Chris, Chris came to watch me and I'll be darned. Uh, we show up and they're like, what, what comedy show? So joke was on me. Apparently, uh, apparently they didn't do shows on that night. So I followed up with the dude. His name's Mike. Follow up with this dude named Mike. Like, hey, yo, where's the show? He's like, oh, I didn't. Sorry, I, I meant to tell you. It's like the first Thursday of the month. Or I was like, oh, thanks. Great stuff. Glad all my friends came out for nothing. But it wasn't for nothing because we walked around St. Charles, which is a beautiful, quaint part of Missouri near St. Louis. And they had people dressed up from like the 1800s, like Christmas carolers. And it was so cool. It was like going back in time. Yo, I, I can't really explain it, but, like, they were playing in character on the street, talking to you, dressed up like 18... I mean, yo, it was, like, some cosplay shit on steroids, you know, multiplied by St. Nicholas, hashtag Jesus, you know? It was, like, yo, this is, like, Christmas spirit on roids, and uh, I definitely want to go back there this year. So, Huff, maybe we'll try again. Maybe you can have me on your podcast this time if you're listening, you know? been asking him for that forever you know i put him on my show twice and then freaking doesn't even return the favor once you know it's like these chicks when i go to eat them out and they you know have an orgasm and then i and then they don't return the favor you know what i mean it's like yo and they're like i, I never said i was gonna do that that's not required and i'm like damn it you're right you know we didn't have like a negotiation first we didn't sign papers sucks you know you just deal with it anyway uh, I mentioned that show Explained, speaking of uh, female orgasms. That's the next show I think I'm going to binge on Netflix. I watched one about memory. That was really interesting. It said that your memory warps over time. You remember certain things, and your memory actually changes. So 
Oh, that's interesting stuff. Um, something to think about. I don't know if it's true. You shouldn't believe everything you see or hear. Uh, let my let my podcast entertain you. Don't necessarily believe everything, even though I am telling the truth. Um, you know, am I articulating it the same way that's in my mind, though? Who who's to say, right? I guess I'm the only person that would really be able to unlock that through some objective, um, some objective. Uh, what do you call it? Going through this with a fine-tooth comb after I've done the podcast, uh, looking through all the facts, saying, did that come out of my mouth right? That's what I'm trying to say. So I think I articulated that properly. Anyway, um, what do I want to talk about? The last couple of things I'll say is I'll talk about Jessica, and then I'll talk about Paul, my friend Paul. I mentioned a second ago. So Jessica, she... Uh, She's excited about the uh, drone that I got. She's such a unique chick. She she likes. She used to have a drone. How how interesting is Jessica? <laughs> what chick out there have you ever heard of that's like thinks drones are cool? <laughs> I think she crashed her drone or something. I hope that doesn't happen to mine. But either way, I think she's excited that I'm getting a drone. I kind of thought it'd be like a gift for both of us in a way. But uh, she's been looking up cool stuff for me to do for my birthday. She. She says she's going to give me a... She's looking into some different stuff, including she might buy me a, a, a flight on a helicopter to fly around Manhattan. So how cool would that be? I'll feel like Superman, you know? Speaking of Superman, I was watching Superman Returns the other night. It takes place, a lot of it, here in Manhattan, New York. And I see a part of myself in Clark Kent. You know, I see a part of myself in uh, Clark Joseph Kent, a.k.a. Kal-El. And uh, it was pretty, pretty fun stuff. And... Uh, you know, I'd love to see uh, Manhattan from his perspective. You know, get a little vlog action while I'm at it. You know, take some pictures, take some videos, uh, put it on, put it on social media. You know, get some likes. I don't know. I've uh, been wanting to do that for a while. She's been watching The Politician lately. I don't know if you guys see that show, but she's gonna suck me into a show that I don't even wanna. I never would have watched, and now all of a sudden I'm like interested because I can't. It's like when my mom used to watch Lifetime movies. I would hear it in the background. I'd be doing something. And finally, after like 30 minutes, I'm distracted enough and I've heard, I'm like, I, now I got to watch this. So I used to get sucked into the Lifetime channel as a kid. And now it's same thing is happening all over again with Jessica's shows, like The Politician. Uh, she's such an interesting chick, guys. I could do an hour on her. I need to do a YouTube story on her. Latest thing happened is uh, today... I smelled something burning after I was working out downstairs. You know, as I told you, I come up, I smell something burning, and I'll be damned. Uh, she's sleeping. I look over, and the pe- there's this piece of pizza, two pieces of pizza that I bought. My pizza, by the way, she didn't even ask me, is just sitting in the, the, the oven, pitch black, completely burnt it. I go, Jessica, are you cooking something? She go- She wakes up, she screams, she's, oh, sorry, oh, no. Uh, that's a good uh, example of her personality. And, uh, nice gal. Nice gal means well. Uh, a little clumsy, you know, a little clumsy, you know, a little clumsy, but, hey, interesting and, and uh, unique and, and entertaining to, to, very entertaining chick, you know. Uh... I said I'll finish up talking about Paul and then we'll call it a day. So 
We're at 131 right now. I'd love to finish at 131 because you know how much I love the number 31, but whatever. Uh, I met this dude named Paul who is a who is a previous professional boxer from Australia. Uh, he's one of the trainers downstairs in our gym. And him and I have become friends, and he's been showing me some stuff uh, with boxing lately. But we've made a friendship. He's When he has free time, he, like, runs me through certain combinations and shadow boxing and, you know... I said combinations already, I think, but, you know, you know, not sparring, but he'll hold up the pads and, like, run me through certain combinations. I punch, you know, one, one, two, one, two, two, three, two, you know, you know, helping me with my form. So I'm actually learning a little bit about the basics of boxing through this cool dude named Paul now. Shout out to Paul. His actual, his actual name, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but Paul Nicholas. And uh, just a great guy, you know. We we we've really formed a bond already, and you can tell he has a tremendous passion for teaching boxing, for boxing itself as a whole. He was hitting the bag, just showing me like some form stuff, and he was just like rocking this bag. He wasn't even hitting it, you know. But his form is so good uh, that it was just like, yo, I've never seen a bag. Someone casually hit a punching bag, and the entire thing shakes that way. So been very fortunate to to have met Paul, and um, Paul's a great name. Speaking of Paul, my buddy Paul, Paul Stemmerman, might be coming out uh, this weekend to help me celebrate my birthday. Um, this Paul is the guy that beat out Rob Gronkowski uh, for Paul's wife. Uh, I think I've mentioned that to you guys before, but uh, Paul married a. His, his lovely wife, Amber, uh, was a groomsman at his wedding, and uh, Gronkowski was hitting on her at one point when, when uh, before she was married, and Paul beat that fool out. So um, these are the type of underground dudes that I got in, in my uh, nights at the round table. Paul is one of the nights at my round table, uh, and that's, that's just one tiny example of the caliber of dude this dude is. He reminds me of... Uh, you know, Tristan, is it Tristan from, um, not A River Runs Through It, but the other one that Brad Pitt did, um, the three brothers where Tristan, like, defeated a bear, defeated a bear, yeah, he reminds me of Paul in a lot of ways, and uh, they had a beautiful wedding, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, man, shout out to my man Paul Stimmerman exemplifying love this dude is exemplifying uh love living up to his name uh, as we all know there was an apostle named paul who wrote the book of corinthians which is essentially the book of love and my man paul stimmerman is embodying that uh through the life that he is leading and uh showing that love is greater than uh rob gronkowski <laughs> uh, no hating on I'm not hating on, on Gronk I uh, hope he's doing well uh, his stand up comedy needs some work uh, and his commentating needs some work but I'd like to see him make a comeback I think he said he'd make a comeback if they allow CBD in the NFL and uh, I don't think the M NFL really cares uh, to change things over whether or not Gronk is going to come back but uh, I have no, no negative I have no hating no hating on Gronk he was a great tight end. Um, it was actually uh, National Tight End Day the other day, 
And I gave a shout-out to my man Martin Rucker and Chase Kaufman, two, two best tight ends I've ever known. Um, so, finally, uh, what else did I want to say about Paul? Yeah, we'll end with a little Halloween thing theme. Paul, uh, I should, I think last time Paul and I hung out, I showed him this video of another dude named Paul that voluntarily got eaten by this giant anaconda wearing some giant, like, suit. And uh, it was, you know, like, protective suit. So this guy voluntarily allowed this giant anaconda to eat him. His name was Paul. And the, the anaconda, like, he waited until the last minute to pull the cord, and then they, like, pulled him out. Like, they had this way to, like, eject him from the anaconda as it's like swallowing him alive eating him alive and it was it's just like the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life but him and i paulie my paul uh my paul and i had a big laugh over it we thought it was hilarious speaking of that i i don't know what the deal is but lately all these snake feeding videos have been popping up on my youtube channel I think I watched one or two, and now, like, every time I log in, it's like a new snake feeding video. It's kind of like when you look at porn, like a certain genre, and then you get all these recommendations uh, for whatever reason. Uh, it's interesting, but, uh, you know, I don't like the the fact... So, some people have pet snakes, and they have to feed them, like, live rats or whatever. I don't like that the animals have to die like that. I know it's part of nature, so I don't watch it because I like watching that part, but I think it's interesting to see how the snake survives and how it attacks. It is a predator, you know, like a shark. And I always find that interesting, but I'd like to like propose the idea of inventing a way to like do like a fake kill. You know what I mean? Like to kind of not not like that dude who got allowed himself to get swallowed by the snake and then ejected, but when it comes to the mice, maybe the mice could wear some, like, protective gear or something so that the, the snake can still, like, go through the motions of, like, like if it's a venomous snake, you know, whatever, like, uh, biting the rat. But the rat, maybe it's not wearing protective gear, but somehow maybe there's, like, a, a serum that you can inject in the rat before it dies and then, like, switch the rat out with, like, fake food for the snake. Like, not fake food, but, like, what am I trying to say? I don't think I'm articulating this properly because it's almost 3 a.m. now. But if there's any way for the snake to bite the rat that gets put in the terrarium, right, when it's doing the feeding, and then the rat starts to become paralyzed or whatever, and then here I come with, like, this magic serum to, like, save the rat's life, and then I pull that rat out of the cage let it come back to life and feel good and everything's dandy with it. And then I switch that rat out with like some food that will still nourish the snake. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that way the snake is the, the practice of, you know, doing what it does in nature, but the animal doesn't die. And somehow there's like, you know, like, like some food that the snake can still eat and uh, allow it to be nourished. Um, you got to respect all animals. I know that snakes are, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I want the best for all animals here. You know, I don't like to see, um, innocent mice, you know, not having a chance. I think it's a little cruel to just throw them in the cage. Uh, I know the snake has to eat. So I'm all for respecting all animals. 
Remember I talked about respect? You respect your enemies before. I know snakes oftentimes represent evil, but you should even rep you should even re respect uh, things like that because um, the snake is life as well. Um, you just um, they you know they say love your enemies, right? So now we're speaking metaphorically and deep. Love your enemies. Um, it doesn't mean adopt them or, you know, whatever, but definitely, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, uh, hey, Harry Potter's a, basil a basilisk. He speaks to snakes, and he's good, and Voldemort is bad, and he speaks to snakes. So I don't think Harry Potter would, like, put harm on a snake just because it represents evil, but it would use... Um, all animals of the animal kingdom in the name of good and for good. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I do know what I'm trying to say is, and that is um, respect respect all living things. Uh, that's I guess that's what I'm trying to say is respect all living things and uh, even things that you think are your enemies, you should still respect it and uh, not try to create harm for uh, things of that nature. You know, just bring the light to everything, baby. All right, so we're 140 minutes in. That's a little bit better than the last couple of weeks. You know, we didn't we didn't do two hours. So if you made it this far, you guys are awesome. Hopefully, I uh, imparted some interesting thoughts going into the week for you. But November's here. It's official. Happy birthday to me. Uh, for all the Scorpios out there, happy birthday to you this month. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I know you're a Scorpio. Happy birthday, bro. Uh, I don't know you. I don't know why I just called you, bro. But hey. I think you're awesome. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, funniest thing I, I saw about Leo, uh, I saw a meme of him with Greta Thunberg. It said, man, Leonardo DiCaprio keeps dating younger and younger girls. It's a joke because he, he's, he's supporting Greta Thunberg because, you know, he's a human rights activist and um, trying to make the world a better place, which I think is awesome, you know. So, anyway... That's where we are, guys, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, happy November. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving, and uh, it's going to be a fun month, you know? Every month is a fun month, right? Because uh, here we are. We're grateful. We've got gratitude. Um, time is valuable, and the time is now. So this is November, and that means uh, I'm excited and, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to stop talking now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>